Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, aka Triumvir Clio. Hello again, welcome back. I've survived my first week at my new job. Um, sure. That was more than a month ago by the time this drops, but that's okay. I'm hoping to keep about a month's cushion for those weeks that I am simply too busy to get an entire episode written and recorded. Uh, Figuring out my new schedule would be much easier in so-called normal times, but that's not when we're living. Uh, But it is possible that I will have gotten my first dose of the vaccine by the time this drops. Uh, Michigan will have opened registration to all adults by the time this drops, so fingers crossed. Anyway, today we will look at book four of De Rerum Natura, Um, and again, I'm using the Cassius Amicus text that is free online. Um, In the previous books, Lucretius has laid out, well, the nature of things, um, how the world is built, physics, how the body and the soul are inseparable and one can't live without the other, so there is no afterlife. Um, And since this last revelation might cause some concern, in book four, Lucretius will explain how to be happy in the here and now instead of waiting for some afterlife that will never come. Well, and how do you do that? Well, obviously you should follow the teachings of Epicurus. Um, Now, it may not be easy to learn these teachings, but Lucretius will tell us about them in beautiful poetry because, as we all know, thanks to Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Um, Sure, it will be incredibly dense poetry, uh, but Lucretius seems to think it's going to be helpful. I'm not so sure about that, But anyway, I mean, the first thing that you really need to do is is to separate fact from fiction. And that's hard. Um, I mean, you could take the easy, I don't know, Socrates way and contend that nothing can be known except that you know nothing. Um, But then, here's the thing. How do you know that you know nothing if nothing can be known? Silly Socrates. No, we should use our senses to know what is and what isn't. Nature gave us our senses, and so we should trust them. Um, However, there is the possibility that we might misinterpret what our senses are telling us. And if we do that, then we will reach false conclusions. So it's important not just to use our senses, but to properly interpret what our senses are telling us. There we go. All right. Now, life isn't just about overcoming the fear of death through the teachings of Epicurus, of course. It's also about love. Um, Now, however, again, it is important not to let love be all-consuming, because that, of course, is not good. But but if love is in nature, is pardon me, is in harmony with nature, well, that, of course, is completely aligned with the Epicurean principles of, of how pleasure can lead to happiness. Love is good, but don't forget to use your senses to determine what is true and what is fact, and therefore have true, proper, real love that is not all-consuming and that does not um, override the rest of your senses. 
Um, and it is with a very lengthy discussion of love that book four is brought to a close. This one is interesting. I keep I keep saying that, don't I? Um, it, it's all well and good until Lucretia starts talking about love. And I mean, it's not the discussion of love overall that has issues. There's a lot of validity in um, in the statement that a love that is all-consuming is not good. Um, we shouldn't we shouldn't let you know that one experience take over our entire lives. I I I, I think that there is some validity, you know, moderation in all things, right? Even moderation, um, but. It, that's so it's not that that's that's okay um but then then he tries to understand women um I didn't talk about this in the summary because I was saving it for for this little uh discussion analysis section yeah um so yeah then he tries to understand women because how can you really trust your senses when you're trying to understand a woman's motivations um, it may look, you know, what you may hear, what you may feel, um, is that she really loves you, but it's so hard to know. I mean, women, they're, they're like animals in some ways. I mean, you just, you cannot understand what they're thinking. And so how can you know if when a woman says she loves you and when a woman throws herself at you that she really means it? I, I suppose in some ways this might be um, positive on the consent side of things. Um, that, that, but I don't know. I mean, it sounds like at the same time, Lucretius might not trust um, enthusiastic consent, um, which is a good thing. But, but you know, d- does she really mean it? Maybe she's trying to get something out of, out of you. I wonder if Lucretius ever actually met a woman. Um, or knew a woman, like actually talked to a woman. I, 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 yeah, it, it's, I don't really have much to say about that other than, um, stating that my eyes are rolling in case that did not come across in this audio medium. Um, anyway, in case we hadn't forgotten that this was written in a very patriarchal society, uh, here's a reminder. Uh, but the discussion of the senses is is interesting, and I I didn't really touch on this, but Lucretius continues on the theme of the link between the body and the mind, um, how our senses and our sense organs are linked, and that one does not exist without the without the other. Um, sight didn't come before the eyes. Um, it's not like that chicken and the egg question, which came first, the chicken or the egg, um, you know, because the chicken lays the egg, but the egg hatches the chicken. And, and it's like, well, if if there are no eyes to see, then there is no such thing as sight. Um, if there are no ears to hear, there, well, is there such a thing as sound? I might have put a, a certain imponderable about trees and woods um, and no one being around in in the blog. Because who knows? It might make, it might make for an interesting discussion. Um, go make comments if you if you have thoughts on trees falling in woods. Uh, and anyway, so in order for 
site to exist, just sticking with that example, because that is one that Lucretius uses. Um, in order for site to exist, the body needed to exist. First, I guess, it's the, in, order, in order for the sense to exist, the body needs to exist. So if the body no longer exists, then the sense no longer exists. And, and so the, there is no afterlife, of course, is where, where this all boils down at. Um, and which does fit with the philosophy that we have seen in the previous books of Dererum Natura. So what do you think about the senses or, or love? And how does happiness fit into all of this? I, I don't know that I, I really reached where Lucretius is trying to get on the whole happiness thing. Um, but maybe. Anyway, does any of this remove the fear of death? If you're an Epicurean, I suppose it does, but I don't know. It's a lot to wrap your head around, isn't it? Uh, pop over to the blog and share your thoughts. It is at triumvirclio.school.blog. And you can also find me on Patreon as triumvirclio. Um, still there if you if you wish to support me there. Um, in the next episode, we will read Book 1, Chapter 2, if I have counted correctly, of the Biblioteca. That might be on Friday. Um, we'll see if I can can get that little episode and another full episode out over the course of the next week. Um, if not, it'll be on a Monday. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.